Welcome to Estate Planning Talks with Ben Humphreys, where we discuss estate planning issues happening in Hardin County and the surrounding areas. All right. Um, today, what we're going to talk about is uh, probate and remarriage protection. Um, you know, we have so many people who say they come in and they said, I just want to get my will redone or uh, when we talk to them about estate planning, they say, you know, when I did my parents' uh, estate, it wasn't a big deal. You know, it was really easy. Uh, there wasn't a lot of to do. And what I try to tell them is that when and a lot of times these are people that both parents haven't died, maybe just one. And so when you're married and you generally own things together jointly uh, with survivorship, when one of you dies, there's generally not a lot to do. So you know, so many times we talk to people and they say, well, you know, my dad or mom just died and you know everything just went right to my mom. And that's right. You know, generally you're going to own things jointly uh, with survivorship when you're married. And it's, you know, it's not a big deal. The issue comes in when the second parent dies and the second parent dies. And that's when nothing is owned jointly with survivorship anymore. And you're going to generally have to go through probate court. And we try to get people just to simply run the math. You know, probate court lasts at least a year uh, and probate court takes at least a month to get started. And during that time, um, your family is not benefiting from your assets. You know, they can't just get your money and, and spend it. They, you know, they can sell your house, they can pay your bills and things like that, but they are not getting the benefit. They essentially have to wait almost a year uh, in order to get things resolved so that you can uh, get the assets to your kids or grandkids or whoever you're leaving things to. And you may think, well, a year is not a big deal. But what I have seen is that, you know, the court may take a month to get to let you get started. And sometimes I've seen the court take two months to let you get started. You know, the court may not be having court. Um, the um, They may lose the paperwork or, you know, it may uh, take some time to get all the paperwork filed. Uh, lots of different things can happen. And so during that time, your family is not able to move forward. You know, your your bank accounts are frozen. Your cars can't be transferred. Your house can't be sold. Um, your bills can't be paid. And so um, it, it can take a long time. So, but also there's the cost of it. You know, uh, court costs have gone up uh, and will continue to go up. They, you know, run at least about $200, $250 right now. Uh, for uh, a court court cost, and then lawyers can charge up to five percent. You know, there used to be a statute that said five percent was the max. Uh, they removed that from the statute, but you know that's the standard. And so, if you have a hundred thousand dollar house that's going through probate, a lawyer can charge five thousand dollars. If you have a um, a two hundred thousand dollar house, you know, a lawyer can charge uh, ten thousand dollars. If you have, you know, a three thousand dollar or three three hundred thousand dollar house, a lawyer can charge fifteen thousand dollars, and they're within they're well within the law. And then on top of that, your executors can charge a fee of up to five percent as well. And so, you know, you could have easily thirty thousand dollars of fees and, and cost um, on a relatively simple, um, you know, three hundred thousand dollar probate case. And so. You know, I've never met anybody that said, I want to pay lawyers more than they're worth. I want to pay lawyers more uh, money than than I have to. I've never met anybody that said that. 
And so the question is, you know, um, do you understand the math of having to go through probate court? And so if you do not have a, a plan, an estate plan at all, you know, you're going to be forcing your family to go through probate. Or if you have a will and that's how you're using getting your stuff to your beneficiaries, you're going to have to go, go through probate. And all I ask you to do is simply write down the total of your assets. You know, is that 100,000? Is that 200,000, 300,000, including your house and your checking account, your cars, all those things. And then just multiply that by 5%. And whatever that number is, that's the minimum, in my opinion, that, that you're going to have to pay uh, or your estate's going to have to pay to go through the probate court process. And so, you know, this all really uh, came um, clear to me. I was up in court up in Jefferson County and a lawyer had died. Believe it or not, lawyers do pass away eventually. And um, a lawyer had died and he was survived by looked like two or three kids. And <clears throat> the lawyer had left everything in a will. And so the kids were there in court and they were having to testify that that was their father's last will. They had had to hire a lawyer because it's a complex process and, um, you know, sometimes it's difficult to get through it on your own. So they were they were having to hire and pay a lawyer um, to get their dad's stuff. And he was a lawyer. And and I was sitting there just for whatever reason. I happened to have my kids with me in court that day. It must have been summer break. And, and they were with me and they were so bored. They were falling asleep in the courthouse uh, uh, room there. And. And I kind of looked over at them and I was like, you know what? I am not going to do that to my kids. You know, I do not want them to have to go hire a lawyer, pay that lawyer 5% of what I have worked so hard to uh, to get, to earn and uh, to save. Uh, I want that money to go to my kids. You know, I want that money to go to my kids and my grandkids. And, you know, I love lawyers. They're great. But it, I would rather that money go to uh, somebody else besides the court system and lawyers. So let's get the money. And how do we do that? Right. Uh, we're making sure we have beneficiaries on accounts. We're making sure that we have our house and cars and checking accounts, at least in a revocable trust. Um, and, and the cost of a revocable trust is, is generally always going to be less than the cost of probate as a general rule. And you speed up the process you don't have to go through court and control is with your family. That's the primary key thing. The control is with your family. Your family's running around doing this stuff. They're not waiting on the court to give them permission before they take any action. And um, and so I just want to cover what is the real cost, the cost of probate. And then I also wanted to share with you that, you know, I was uh, I like to take walks uh, quite a bit. And um, I was on a walk yesterday and. A lady stopped me. I knew her from, uh, I used to go to uh, know her from an organization I was in. And, uh, you know, she said, I'm getting ready to get married, remarried. And I said, oh, congratulations. She, you know, she said, I'm going to get married next month. I said, congratulations. And uh, she said, I, I said kind of jokingly, uh, I said, you got your prenup in place. And she goes, no, um, We've, we talked about that, and, and my fiancé just doesn't want that. And he said whatever he has is, is mine, and he doesn't want anything that I have. He's retired. Uh, he's got a good income. He's not. He doesn't want any of my money. And I said, well, I said, I understand that. I said, I understand 
that he doesn't want anything of yours. I said, but, you know, there's nothing that you have in place that protects you in case of a divorce. Um, you know, once you get remarried, if you don't have a prenuptial agreement, I said, you know, you can you can either do a prenuptial agreement uh, that makes sure that, hey, we keep things separate after marriage, even if we get a divorce, even if we die. And the other option is, you know, we can throw everything in an irrevocable trust and, you know, that kind of locks in the beneficiaries. It locks in some remarriage protection. It locks in we know who's getting what. And, you know, it's a joint plan. You know, you're agreeing to it together. And I said, you could do either one. I personally believe that, that a prenuptial agreement is cheaper. Um, it's going to be easier to get done. Um, and I really recommend you get that prenup before you get remarried. You know, just, you know, roughly off, you know, off the wall price, you know, a prenuptial agreement shouldn't cost more than uh, $1,500. Whereas, a you know, irrevocable trust might cost, you know, $4,800 or, or 5000 So, you know, you just do the math there. And, and again, a lot of these things in my mind are just math. Do we, should we go ahead and get the prenup or should we wait and do a trust? And, and if you're looking for, you know, savings, uh, you could just do the prenup and, and I think get quite a bit of protection. Now, by just having the prenuptial agreement, that doesn't avoid probate, that doesn't protect from nursing homes, things like that. And so, um, you know, uh, what, and you have to understand is if one of you, if you get married and by law, your new spouse is entitled to half of your stuff regardless. So if you die, your spouse is entitled to half. It's called the, the dower uh, rights of Kentucky. So if you die and you had remarried and you all had a verbal agreement that says, no, we're not going to take each other's stuff. Just understand that your spouse can still say to your kids, no, I want my half. Give me my half. I'm, I'm entitled to it. And they're well within the rights uh, to do that. Um, and so, the only way to protect yourself from that is the prenuptial agreement, which says if you die, they don't get your stuff or to do a trust, uh, irrevocable trust that locks in who's getting what um, and makes it clear that uh, you all have a joint plan together. And so those are the two recommendations I would have. Um, I personally, you know, belts and suspenders, they say do both a re prenuptial agreement and a trust. But if you're looking to save costs, protect your stuff and you're not worried about probate, and you're not worried about uh, nursing homes, then at least, at the very least, um, get a prenuptial agreement. And her question was, um, doesn't my will trump everything? So if I have a will after I get remarried, and it says my spouse doesn't get anything, isn't that good enough? And I said, no, it's not. Because your, your spouse can trump your will, because if they don't get their half, um, they can elect against the will. They can file a claim against your estate and elect against the will. And I know that you're in love. I know that you would think that your spouse would never do that. Uh, but just understand that that things change. You know, you don't know what the future holds. Maybe maybe when you die, you all have separated. Maybe when you all die, you all are in the process of getting a divorce. Maybe something happens. They cheat on you. Maybe they one of you becomes disabled and, and the other one doesn't want to be in there for all of that. Um, there's lots of different things that can happen. And so um, the only way for you to know for sure, 100% that your kids are going to get your stuff, prenuptial agreement. And then if you want to avoid probate on those things, protect them from lawsuits and nursing homes, 
do the trust. Okay. But do not get remarried without at least one of those uh, and, and make sure you at least consult an attorney. And, you know, her comment was, well, that's going to kind of make him mad, won't it? I said, yes, it will. But if he's truly in it just for love, if he's truly in it to be your spouse, then it shouldn't matter. Because I told her, you know, remarriage and remarriage protection has been around since uh, since Genesis in the Bible. Uh, Abraham's uh, wife died and he got remarried. But before he got remarried, he gave his stuff to his kids. And so in essence, he had already let his kids inherit and then he got remarried. And that's what most of us want. You know, they want to we want our kids to get our stuff um, and um, that we've worked so hard for. And so. In order to do that, do that. Make sure you get your prenup uh, plus a will or, or plus a irrevocable trust, um, uh, not a will. A will is not going to be good enough. Uh, so just think about those things. So uh, avoiding probate is important. Also avoiding issues with uh, a second marriage. How do we prevent those? Those are the issues we covered today. Remember, probate is going to cost at least five percent lawyer's fees. On a $300,000 house, that's $15,000. You can avoid that by doing a revocable trust or irrevocable trust. And then remarriage protection, if you're worried about uh, divorce, you're worried about you know, separate legal separation, um, you can always do the prenuptial agreement plus or and uh, um, the, uh, the irrevocable trust. So hope that helps. And I hope if you have any questions, give us a call at uh, Kentucky State Planning Law Center, 270-982-2883. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This podcast is not legal advice. If you have questions about your estate, you should contact a lawyer. Our firm conducts regularly scheduled workshops, and we invite you to register. To learn more, visit HumphreysLaw.org slash workshops.